Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Vlog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. If, your po- if our podcast isn't enough for you, you can also listen to us Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio on Channel 87, Sirius 210. You can also ask us your dying questions on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. It's week two, but before we jump into the matchups, make sure you hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com and sign up for our mailing list because you get to join the new fun game Diced that we have going on. It's a free contest. You can win prizes, and it's lots and lots of fun. Yeah, last week. So there's a show that's on some channel where people make food. I don't know any copyright laws, so we're going to be vague. Yeah, it's like, we're aware of the show. We're just being vague. And but. and there's it, the show's name has something to do with cutting up vegetables. So we decided to do something like that and call it Dice. And so we have a basket, and we open it, and it has four ingredients, and you have to use them in your FanDuel lineup each week. So last week we had Jeremy Macklin, that's right, a straight-up player you had to play, uh, a rookie, a quarterback with an away game, and a Seattle Seahawk. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And actually, congratulations to Mac J. That is the username of the person who won. And Mac J., if you're listening, send us an email. We're not quite sure who you are. We're going to contact FanDuel. <laughs> so we set up this contest, and we didn't realize we need to figure out who these people are when they win. Because you won a pro football focus gold fantasy football membership subscription for the year, which is awesome. Thank you to Mike Clay for providing that. So uh, each week we're going to have different prizes. Come and play. It's a lot of fun. And we got a good response on Twitter. Everyone was like, oh, how fun. It's crazy, but it's fun. Yeah. So we got to get one of the eggs. We're going to get the egg and open the egg. You know, those YouTube videos Uh, and everybody we will do the egg and then we'll pull out our our diced ingredients. I like it. Reveal it. I like it. Calories figurine, like Marshawn yeah. Lynch. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Uh, so, yeah, so hop on to HerFantasyFootball.com. You can hear from us there as well. Let's hop into Thursday night football. Hey, hey, hey. Number two, Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs. Man, let's all be honest. Denver really screwed our fantasy teams oh, last week. gosh. Oh, where do I begin? Oh, uh, Peyton Manning. I'm sure he affected a good, you know, eighth of the fantasy teams out there. I can't believe it. It's so crazy. Um, he was a complete disaster. You know, teams are going to force Peyton Manning to throw the ball downfield, right? This is a great opportunity for Peyton Manning just to throw the ball downfield against the Kansas City Chiefs, okay? But don't forget, preseason we're all talking about how this offense was going to run, 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 run. Well, Peyton threw 40 times. So that was a bunch of BS. Now, granted, he only had 17 completions. (laughs) That, my friend, is not good odds. But But in good news, he was overthrowing people. It's true. true. It's true. That's a high point. That's that's something to feel good about. Yeah, if, if you can feel good about anything. Thank you, Brandon. Way to find, way to find the silver lining. Silver, silver right lining. Uh, very small. It was just a terrible very game. Small. I mean, the fact there was not a single offensive touchdown was just crazy to me. 
Oh. It's a good defensive game. If you're if you're a fan of defense, those are two great defenses. And Baltimore was it a was good defensive game? I mean, it was for. I mean, I guess it was, but it was a really bad offensive game too. True. I don't know who to give credit to. You know, yeah. like the great defenses or the awful mm-hmm. offenses. I mean, Gary Kubiak bad. said it was the best defensive game he's ever been involved with in his life. But you're right; he didn't mention where it ranked on offense for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and it was the worst <laughs> offensive game he's ever had. In Did his not life. mention yeah. that. But. Did not mention that part. However, I, mean, I do he... think it's sad that everyone's acting like Broncos lost. Like it's the most sad win I've ever seen yeah. as a oh, football I'm, fan. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure as football players, they all felt that loss too. Yeah, I'm sure they all felt it as a loss too because it's for... so bad offensively. Except that, for Brandon McManus, you know, he's just he's like yeah. I played it him was, everywhere. I it was him. the me too. I I played him on FanDuel. I won sixty bucks because of him. I swear. I think yeah. it was just because of him. Um, <laughs> but I will say it was like the week of the kickers. It really was. And I didn't talk about a single kicker, but you know, because you can go to our rankings on herfantasyfootball.com too. But I I just you know it was really bad. So anyways, let's get back into this. However, uh, these were all the missed kicks. Oh, that kicking's kicking's a huge part of the game now. This it got crazy. Oh it yeah, got it real got really this interesting. Week. It I did. talk about kickers later. Oof. Good. Yeah. Uh, let's. You know, I hate to say I told you so, but I'm going to. C.J. Anderson got hurt. I didn't think it was going to happen this fast. <sighs> but you know he did it. I he threw that tweet out, out at you, Courtney. I was like, is it possible Courtney is right? Damn. I told you it was going to happen. I said, handcuff you yourself to Ronnie Hillman. You know, CJ is questionable for Thursday night. So mm. even if he does play, you might want, if you had that handcuff, to play Ronnie or play a safer bet against a better matchup on Sunday because who knows how long he's going to be in for. Sorry. Don't Sorry, Anderson it. owners. Not me. I'm not one. Um, the Chiefs gave up a lot of passing yards, though, so that's a good thing for Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. So they're still a go. Owen Daniels had .5 points. Yep, that's true. And this week won't be any easier. It's a tough matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they're, they're pretty hard against tight ends. And uh, you can always start Denver's defense, although don't expect the same numbers as last week. So there's that. Chiefs. Well, congratulations to Alex Smith. 243 passing yards, three touchdowns, and 15 rushing yards. Very exciting. Yeah. 23.22 Where did those touchdowns points. go, Brandon and Ashley? Where'd they go? They went to a gun. Not to Macklin. Kelsey. Not to Macklin. Oh, it's true. Okay, so uh, Travis <laughs> Kelsey's the real deal. Yeah. They ca- they're calling him Baby so Gronk. And uh, he caught all six of his targets for 106 yards and two touchdowns. That works. Do you think um, he's offended he's called Baby Gronk? I don't think so. No, I think in the tight end world, it's a nice thing. Yeah. And Gronk is so ridiculous. He's like an yeah. enigma. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not calling him Baby Jacob Tammy. Yeah. You know, that would be, right. that would be offensive. Even something like Baby Tony Gonzalez, because Tony Gonzalez is like a gentleman, and, you know, he's like a, you know, but, but Gronk is like, you know, kind of fun. He's like a dude, you know? You're like, yeah, I'm Baby Gronk. You know, I don't know. I don't think any player wants to be called baby anything. That's my guess. I don't know why I I used a lot of analysis that was like right there, but that's what I'm doing. Uh, Listen, I don't think that's going to happen again, clearly this week, because the Broncos have a much better defense. Um, I I shouldn't say that. 
I shouldn't say that. Houston doesn't have a bad defense, but I think they were really caught off guard by the Kansas City Chiefs and how with it they were. I think it just yeah. really blew them versatile. away. Versatile. They were so versatile. They looked All really yeah. good. The Texans Which I'm going to say also, defense. Jeremy Macklin did not touch catch a touchdown, but he did have five catches for 52 yards. And he was all over the place, and he had some big catches called back on penalties. Um, yep. They're just moving the ball. They're just moving yep. the ball. But I, I don't think his first touchdown is going to be against Aqib Tlaib or Chris Harris, so I think we have to wait till week three. But, uh, yeah, and then Jamal Charles is a beast. So there's your analysis. And then I'm not starting uh, the Kansas City defense because I think that the Denver offense is going to get better, but it may not be a bad option for you. Especially home. in daily. If you're going to risk it, I'd do it. Yeah, I just hate Thursday mm. night games. But yeah, it's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. It's true. They're usually blowouts, though. But, well, who will be the blowout? Who will be the one that gets blown out? That's the. These are two good defenses. Absolutely, I'm Ashley. not quite sure. I want any of these offensive people on my team. Well, I'm just putting yeah. it out there. It's tough. Let's yeah. get into Sunday's games. Set your lineup, guys. San Francisco 49ers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, 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 one of my good calls is that the San Francisco defense wasn't going to be so terrible. Now, also, the Minnesota offense was really bad. But really? still, San Francisco <laughs> looked like the team I actually thought they were last year. The defense was good. They ran the ball the whole time. I wish they would have done that with Gore last year. They could have won more games. But listen, welcome future Hall of Famer Carlos High. Oh, no overreaction game. whatsoever, I'm sure. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, no, but honestly, I mean, we're getting, we, you know, we were getting questions about whether or not to start him last week. And every, every league that I have him in, I started him in. I was like, listen, if I drafted him, I have to start him. Absolutely. Um, now, I'm in 15 leagues, so, you know, I only have him in a few out of those. <laughs> but um, the ones that I did, I won because, listen, 168 yards, two touchdowns. He looked great. And he was going up cutting. against the Steelers. Oh, he was destroying Everything, that defense. He was on all cylinders. He looked amazing. Yeah, and the Steelers' yeah. defense is not amazing, as we learned from Big Gronk. Um, but anyway, in general, they're just not good. Uh, no one else was all that good, though. Here's the problem. Colin Kaepernick, only 10.7 fantasy points. Vernon Davis is alive, we found out, but only yeah. 4.7. Even reliable Anquan Bolden only caught four passes for 36 yards. That is the first time since 2010 he didn't go for over 99 yards and or a touchdown in his first game. So... Ouch. And Torrey Smith, I don't know. I, I don't, I, this is a juicy matchup. I think if he does well, you should try to trade him away. I think things are not good. He had three targets, one catch, 11 yards. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm checking out of Torrey Smith, I think. I know it's only one game, but I'm going to try to trade him away if he does well against the Steelers. I've never been a Torrey Smith fan, so I, I could get on board with that. I'm not either, but I have to say I really feel like the 49ers are only going to get better throughout the season if everybody can stay healthy. I think it's a, it's a work in progress. So and I love their I coach. Some, like, hold on. Me too. Yeah. How adorable is that guy? Tom Sula. Ugh. Talk about authentic. That guy's sweating. He doesn't care what's happening. He just cares about his team. He's smiling. Then he's screaming. Then he's, you know, he's like all over the all place. I'm into it. Yeah, me too. All over it. I, I love it. Pittsburgh Steelers, San Francisco 49ers, as we said, uh, their defense was pretty good. And they were very aggressive last week against Minnesota. Minnesota has a pretty banged up offensive line. And guess what? So do the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's going to be a thing. Ben Roethlisberger won't be able to make those huge passes down the field. It's not going to hurt Antonio Brown as much because he's go- he doesn't necessarily make those 
huge, you know, the, the deep, deep balls, but it is going to hurt Marcus Wheaton, and I did show that in my rankings this week. So just keep your eye out for that. I know he's still the second guy there, but uh, it's, it might be a tough week to get that ball weighed down. Um, and let's talk about D'Angelo Williams. What a great game. He, he had a huge game last week. He looked better than I've ever seen him in my whole entire life. I mean, he was waiting for the holes to open up. He, he was making cuts. He looked great. Uh, but the 49ers is a very tough rush defense. They held AP to 31 yards and 10 carries. So um, it's not my favorite matchup for D'Angelo. Even though he looked great, I still would pick somebody else this week. Sorry, D'Angelo. Um, but continue to play Heath Miller. I think uh, Ben's going to keep trying to pass that ball off, and he was great last week in PPR. So he's looking for him. Big Ben keeps looking for him. Play play Heath these first couple of weeks, so as long as you have him. Houston Texans with Carolina Panthers. Arian Foster update. Coach Bill O'Brien ruled out Foster for week two. The Houston Chronicle is saying that he'll be back by week five. I want him back yesterday, so <laughs> whatever. Um, it's not official official, but the Texans are going to go with Ryan Mallett because no one has any patience and or decision-making skills. Listen, you know who Brian Hoyer is, and you started him week one, and then you go away from a mid-game? I, just, I think it's ludicrous. Terrible this coaching. is the Texans organization's problem here. I'm not saying either of the answer, but at least stick with one and stick with him for a while versus making a swap in week two. It's. But I don't know how Hoyer's ever supposed to get comfortable behind center if he knows that any bad move he makes, he's going to get pulled off the field. I mean, that's just. And the Chiefs have a good defense. This isn't like they played this horrible defense and he still was awful. Listen, he looked terrible. <laughs> but, but, but you, he but looked, you expect he, no, he that from Hoyer. Terrible. But my point is, he is always that guy. You decided to go with him. This isn't to me. This isn't even about you changing like lanes now. Is why did you make the decision to begin with? Because now also Ryan Mallett's second guy, right? And it's like maybe he can get pulled mid game now. Anything goes. I I just I don't I. Of course, anything goes. It was anything goes last year too. I sent out a tweet, and I said, until Arian Foster's back, I'm not starting anyone from this team. And then, you know, DeAndre Hopkins blew up, and, and good for him, and good for garbage time, because that's what happened, and that's cool. And I, I, I will eat my words. I'll, I'll start DeAndre Hopkins, but I will also realize that he may have really bad games, because these people are terrible. Um, that includes uh, Alfred Blue. I mean, listen, they, they went away from the run because they got blown out right away by Travis Kelsey, basically, on his own. Yeah. So they went away from the run. He only had 42 yards. I can't, I can't really judge him on that, but no one's going to start him anyway. Oddly enough, Nate Washington got 11 targets and six catches for 105 yards. Cecil yeah. Schwartz, eight targets, four catches for 57 yards. It's certainly not as productive. Uh, but that's because they were behind. Again, watch the games. You know, I'm, I'm not picking up either of those guys. But I had to. But I do think the Texans will be playing from behind all season. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But the Carolina Panthers have a good defense as well. Um, offensive coordinator Mike Shula said that they need to get Greg Olson involved more. He killed a lot of our fantasy teams last week. Let's just be honest. One pass for 11 yards. No one expected that. Very sad. 
Um, but he did get a touchdown reversed on, a, on a, an offensive pass interference call. He had another big catch that was taken back. Still only three targets is concerning. But look for him to rebound against the Texans. You know, certainly Kelsey had his way with him. So, obviously, not great against tight ends would be the way to put that. Um, scariest part, really, is that Cam Newton was uh, the top fantasy option on this team last week. And he only scored 12.5 <laughs> fantasy points as a starting quarterback. Which, by the way, everyone was, like, knocking Jameis Winston, which I'll discuss later. But Cam Newton had less points than Jameis Winston. Um, they only had 175 passing yards total, and most of those went to Jericho Cotchery, the touchdown vulture of two years ago, if we remember that. It was like, whenever there was a random touchdown, it was Jericho Cotchery. Well, yeah. he's back. Another random touchdown. I'm worried about Jonathan Stewart versus the run Houston run defense, but I'm, I'm not worried long term. He's fine. And Graham Gano missed two kicks. Start paying attention to kickers. I held this up earlier. This is how many kicks were missed. All of these circles. And these were extra points missed. Yeah. yeah. Kicking news. game is a real deal, you guys. So look and see how many. And not all sites, like Yahoo doesn't show the missed kicks unless you negate for mixed kicks. So I got this for from mixed kick, missed kicks. I got this from ESPN. Um, I just want to make sure you guys have resources to find missed kicks. I, I, people are getting really ticked at their kickers, but they're all missing. So it's weird. It's a weird time. Well, what's baffling is that... These guys can make 30-yard field goals pretty much no problem last season. And for some reason, it's like a mental cluster beep in their heads that the extra yeah. point's been pushed back because they're all missing. They, they're almost all missing. I don't know how Blair Walsh has a job. I bumped up uh, Greg Zerline, <laughs> like, big time in my rankings compared to other people because I'm like, he's one of the only guys who made his kicks. Who? Uh, Greg Zerline. Zerline. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chandler Canton Zero is my new best friend. Right? <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan Carpenter was, you know, up there. I mean, hey, hey, them. hey. It's week one, you guys. It's week one, you know. It I'm could telling be, you, the missed picks It could picks be are, Chandler next week. But the missed picks have been week. happening since the preseason, preseason for a lot of these guys. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. Um, are we moving to the next one? We're moving on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New Orleans Saints. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, rookie quarterback alert, Jameis Winston, <laughs> doing it rookie style. Am I right? Am I right? Oh, oh that's good. So oh, good. You mean Mike mm-hmm. Evans is going to break all those records as a wide receiver with his rookie quarterback? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't think I called that. No, I didn't. Oh. Um, started his career, 210 yards, passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And uh, unfortunately, the rookie going up against him got four touchdowns, zero interceptions in the first half. half. <laughs> so that was not good. And, and if you watch the semifinals of college last year, it was Winston against Mariota. And sure enough, it was like a repeat on Sunday of that game. I it was realized he never beat Mariota. I've nev- I didn't never. realize he's never beat him. Mariota is a monster, and I think that it was a big F you, and I loved every minute yeah. of it. I mean, we guessed on who was going to have the better game, and, you know, everybody said Winston. He has the better targets, right? They're huge. It's yeah. Just like, it's I just didn't a, think Mike know, Evans would be out. That did change the game for me. I, I thought he would end up playing. Yeah, yeah, but still. I still, mean, yeah, no, no. I mean, no I mean, comparison. Was, you know yeah, what, Tennessee but, is feeling great because they're like, not only did they get – you know, generally perceived the more stand-up guy. But they didn't get a first-round pick either. And they feel like they won the jackpot right now. 
Oh yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. And I'm so happy to be wrong on that now. On that. Me too. Oh yeah. So happy to be wrong. Be oh wrong. yeah. Um, but I will tell you one thing though. We're sitting here laughing and we're like, oh, rookie game. But I just want to point out that Jameis Winston scored more fantasy points than Russell Wilson, Tyrod Taylor, Matthew Stafford, Sam Bradford, and Cam Newton. And I mean, you get the picture. I could keep going. So oh, yeah. I'm not even gonna. T- well, I'm gonna later talk to you about Joe Flacco, but Peyton Manning. Um, Peyton Manning, exactly. So listen, it was a bad, it was a bad thing. His first pass was an interception, but so was Brett Favre's. So now I'm not saying he's Brett Favre. Do not get me wrong. But I am saying I'm not willing willing to throw the complete, you know, the baby out no. with the bathwater on this one. Um, the problem is, uh, you know, <laughs> Tennessee is not known for being a killer defense. Now all of a sudden people are like, oh, it's a tough defense. What? Because of one game against Jameis Winston? Yeah. No, it's not. I'm sorry, their defense did not do a 180. He had a bad <laughs> game. Um, and but luckily he's going up against another easy defense, the Saints. Now he's going to be in New Orleans, which is tough because they play really tough at home, but not their defense. So I think he may bounce back a little bit. Also, I think Austin Safarian Jenkins is the real thing because he had seven targets, and they had never done that before. I don't know why they all of a sudden decided to do this, but hey, I'm all Because that's what rookies do. They throw to their tight ends. They have to do it. They have to rely on somebody. It's the closest person to them. They're going to throw to the tight end. That's why I I picked him up and almost had him on all my leagues is because you need him. I mean, yeah. that's who James Winston needs. He and needs Delaney them, Walker so. scored a touchdown. Same philosophy. Exactly. Same philosophy. That's my philosophy. If it's, a rookie cor- if it's a rookie quarterback, you get the tight end, even if it's Jacob Tammy. And for some reason, if you do play FanDuel, he is still at the tight end minimum of $4,500, which is ridiculous. He will be great. Mike Evans is still questionable with a hamstring injury, limited at practice on Wednesday. Keep an eye on that. I don't feel great. Vincent Jackson was a huge letdown. I thought he would get tons of work, and Me then too. he got 11 targets, but only caught four of them for 51 yards. I, and uh, they went away from the run because they got down so bad. As I said, four touchdowns in one half, bad. So um, they went away from the run. But Doug Martin didn't look bad, though, he, but he only he had did. 11 carries. But he got 52 yards off of that. Right. So good, that's, that's not numbers. bad. No, not bad. And then he um, caught his one target for two yards, whatever. But it'll get better for Doug Martin. I still have, I still have faith in that. Guys, we are now over 20 minutes in the show, and it's my first team. Yeah, I've the whole time. I had no four o'clock game, so I'm like done. Oh, I love it. I just do it. I was like, woof, I don't talk for a while. Nice. Um, The Saints, and then I never talk about them first, so that's a bummer. Drew Brees. He had actually he had 48 passes for 355 yards. Um, but the issue was one of four trips to the end zone actually ended in a touchdown, and that was a 12-yard pass to Brandon Coleman. But we did call Brandon Coleman as a good sleeper. Yes. Yes. So there we go. I hope you guys did play him. Um, but, you know, he was – Breeze is the 12th highest scoring quarterback in standard leagues. But, like, Brandon, I also have some quarterbacks that surprised you that had more points than him, such as Alex Smith, Marcus Mariota, Nick Foles, and Andy Dalton. Guys, it was week. officially a very weird week. It was a very, very weird week, as predicted in week one. But the good news is that they're playing Tampa Bay, who give up the third most points to quarterbacks thus far. Again, granted, but this is good news for Drew Brees. He should have a fantastic game. Mark Ingram. We have a bit of a committee on our hands at the moment. 
but Ingram still, he still did well. So Kyrie Robinson split some of the carries with him. Ingram had nine for 24 yards. Robinson had eight for 18. But what's really good news that in, for Ingram owners is that he caught eight of nine passes for 98 yards. Now, what you can expect is probably a similar split when CJ, um, sorry, CJ Spiller comes back. And CJ Spiller um, will probably be the one to receive those passes. Kyrie Robinson is going to go away. So don't get all crazy on the waiver wire unless you're, you want to pick him up and drop him right away. When Spiller's back, he'll be the guy. Tampa Bay does give the 11th most points to running back, so you can expect similar production this week. And then just a little quick update, C.J. Spiller's knee was limited during practice, so keep an eye on whether he's actually going to play or not. I'm going to guess he's not going to play, but make sure you keep an eye on that. And then Brandon Cooks, guys, do not freak out. He should have a much better showing this week against Tampa Bay. He's at the seven most points. He had, Peterson. he had Peterson on him. We knew he wasn't going to get anything. It's part of the reason we said play Coleman, and we were right. So hopefully you listened and perhaps did not play Brandon Cooks. Yeah, you played Brandon Cooks. You know Brandon Cooks. You do. You do when Peterson's on him. Most people did not draft Brandon Cooks, and and they are coming. all right. All right, Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings. Yes. So the Lions also an interesting game. So <laughs> this game, gosh, let's wait. All right, Matthew Stafford, two hundred forty-six yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions as well. <sighs> Who didn't throw two interceptions this week? I know, but, you know, come on now. Ugh, Marcus uh, Mariota. Stafford's... <laughs> Touche. Stafford's arm did fully participate in practice today. Uh, he believes he'll be ready to play in week two against the Vikings. Um, Brandon's already declared two future Hall of Famers within yeah. the first 20 minutes of the show of their first game. Well, she's I'm being joking. funny. Yeah, but I love that. She's no, making fun of everybody gonna hold you. We're going to hold you to that. Well, and when they are, I want yeah, my own jacket. Yeah, there you, yeah go. you bet. There you, you go. Bet. Sorry. Brent, so, guys, on. I don't know what to do. Abdullah. Legit. Legit. Good. Legit. He it's looks real. really good. He finished the game with 50 yards on seven carries uh, and tacked on, you know, more with four receptions for 44 yards. He's the ninth highest scoring running back. And he's still not listed as a starter. And Joy Bell, you know, while he played 21 snaps, he had not even nearly the same kind of production that Abdullah had. He only had 14 yards off 16 attempts. So that's a problem. I think he came back to Yeah, early. I think so too. I think he's I still think, I think he's still hurt, and I think, it's, I think it's a problem, and I think you can't, you have to, you can't play Bell. If you're going to do it, you have to play Abdullah. Play Abdullah in the flex. Um, I just... And you probably didn't get both because they were going at the same time. So you got to, you got to, you know, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one because, you're, again, you're not going to be sure when or if they make that shift. They, they've, they've seemed pretty hard-pressed that Bell's their guy, but Abdullah just looked fantastic. So I don't know how you jump ship like that um, when he's playing so well. So this is one you have to really, really watch and really, in my opinion, play this in a flex if you can. Calvin Johnson. Our, we've got, we have got wide receiver woes with Detroit. <laughs> Two catches for 39 yards. Lance Moore had one catch for 22 yards. Golden Tate, four catches, but for only 24 yards. And he was targeted the most eight times. Um, so, I mean, that's just not good. That's just not good. So, I I think San Diego's better than what anyone's talking about, though. I will say that. I think their defense is legit. I think their offense is legit. And I think it's really weird that I have not heard one Football program talk about the San Diego Chargers in more than like a footnote. It is great. I, I think they're better I think they're than they good. are being perceived as well. 
But according to numbers this year, and this, I'm going to be very leery. When we say give up the fewest points, this is based off one game. But the Vikings apparently give up the second fewest points to wide receivers. Which, again, you were playing Colin Kaepernick and his wide receiving core. So, let's not get too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Let's not get too crazy here. Vikings. This is, Ooh, your it's your moment. this is your moment. It's your moment. It's your moment, Vikings. <laughs> you really yeah. They Colin also Kaepernick's lead. They also on. lead the league in most penalties. So and uh, pretty go. impressive. That was the most, That was the worst game I've ever watched. So if you're, and my point is, if you're going to play anybody, you're playing Amir. And you're maybe going to play so Eric bad. Ebron, who had five targets. Four catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Again, the week of yeah, tight ends. Everybody. Ebron got in there. He looked decent. Nightmare. That's it. There we go. Well, let me go ahead and have my little rant about the Minnesota Vikings. Man, did the Vikings have a bad first game. If I saw one more yellow flag on that field between the him, them and San Francisco 49ers, I was going to freak out. I thought the announcers were literally going to jump out and be like, what? I mean, it was worse. It was worse than like sixth graders playing football. It was so bad. So it bad. was so bad. Work it out. Stefania Bell retweeted one of my tweets actually last night. It was hilarious because I said, at this point, can both of these teams lose? That seems only appropriate. And she retweeted it and it got like, you know, because she's famous. So it gets like all these like retweets and favorites. And I was like, yes. So no, I was like, no, literally, this is, this is the worst. The first half of football, so worst ever. Until Carlos Hyde took off, it was. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And that yeah. was even Stefania Bell's team. She's a Niners yes, fan. Yes, she's yes. the 49ers. Yes. Ooh. So <laughs> that's bad. how bad it but was. It is week number one. People step off the ledge. AP still AP. You're going to go with them, even though they're. His coaches don't know what the heck they're doing. They put him in shotgun for that many more times next week. I'm literally going to lose my mind. And why do you only t- give the man the ball ten times? We I had a very handle. healthy fight about this because we feel differently. You're AP. Yeah. You should be able to produce whether the shotgun or not. I agree he's bad play calling, but he sat there on the sidelines, pouted, making little upset faces, and he didn't look like he gave a crap out there. Per Ashley's personal opinion. He's like, he's sitting there going like, mm-hmm, that's why I wanted to be traded. Yep, that's why I wanted to be traded. And I don't blame him, but I will say the Lions gave up the ninth most fantasy points last week to Mr. Melvin Gordon and Danny Woodhead. So there is hope this week for a bounce-back week for Mr. AP. Uh, so it's going to be okay. And you, Or Jarek McKinnon. Ugh, <laughs> so annoying. They're picking on their little sister now. This is how it's going. Um, you can expect a passing game to come back to life as well. Charles Johnson and Mike Wallace aren't Megatron and Golden Tate, but they will have an easier time getting open against the Lions defense. And Kyle Rudolph didn't put up big numbers last week, but we do like the fact that he got 10 yards per catch, which is, you know, that is a plus for, for oh. Rudolph. So, hey, uh, it's it's teddy has got to throw it to somebody, and he has to get the ball out of his hands fast. So I ended again, up winning coordinated PPR, Rudolph. and I had Anquan Bolden and Charles Johnson playing against me, and I was only up by 10 points, and I still won. And I'm like, how is that possible? Don't talk about it because I have Charles Johnson. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on because I'm done with the Vikings. Arizona Cardinals and Chicago Bears. Carson Palmer and the Cardinals get another cupcake matchup this week. Yay, against the Chicago Bears. It's awesome. Um, The Bears did a good job of keeping the Packers from scoring 50 points, so that's a plus. But they did show that they are vulnerable against the passing game. So Palmer, Fitzgerald, a little John Brown, please. 
hand it over, start them, people. Um, the running back situation in Arizona took a big turn. Andre Ellington, I said he's going to get hurt this year. I didn't think again it was going to be in week one, but week one. didn't draft him any of my league. Sorry if you did, but CJ 0K at this point uh, will get another shot at proving himself. So I'm actually excited about him, although they didn't give up much uh, point. They were able to stop uh, Eddie Lacy last week, so tomato, tomato. It's going to be kind of tough. This isn't the best game. Um, but I did like David David Johnson. He looked more explosive and yeah. uh, against New Orleans in the closing minutes. So and Fell's the tight end. He yeah, has some flashes too. Yeah. Welcome to a tight end in, in Arizona. I don't know if they've had one of those. This is new. This piece. is a new thing. They must have this opened up good. some roster spots. That hey, we might want to use a tight end now. Yeah, they 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 sat Brian Quick. Oh yeah, different team. What was that about? We'll get into that later. Let's go ahead into the <laughs> Chicago Bears. <laughs> You know, uh, Alshon Jeff- Jeffrey, I just want to say welcome back. I'm glad you're not in a cast Absolutely. anymore. That yeah. was nice to see. And you know what? He looked good. He really did. You know, he um, he only caught five of his 11 targets, but some of those targets were barely they targets. They were Cutler targets. Yeah. They were Cutler targets. Uh, 78 yards. Um, I don't love him this week against Arizona because obviously Patrick Peterson is going to blanket him. But um, still, he's a stud. I felt good about him. You know who else I felt good about? The guy that I only I defend, Matt Forte. Everyone loves Forte. Running it again. No, everyone thought he was going to go downhill. I was able to get him and Charles oh, in I like four leagues. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe how Forte was falling in all these leagues. I couldn't believe it. They were like, oh, he's done. Oh, Mark Trespass is gone. Oh, yeah, you mean he's going to go back to rushing instead of catching passes? Okay. Oh, but he still catches passes? Okay. You know, I don't have any problems with him. Martellus Bennett, again, I'm sorry, you guys. His floor is so high as a tight end. You have to play him. Classic example of junk points. Seven targets, 55 yards and touchdown. Yep. Well, He's just good. They always go to him, and he is filling that Brandon Marshall void that's there right now. You know who's not? Eddie Royal. Why? Because that hip injury, he's actually more hurt than we think. So he's questionable. Um they actually even evaluated him mid-game for concussion. He's kind of just all okay. over the map. And then no-go on defense. Um, although they were better against the Packers than I thought they would be. But I like Arizona offense. If they go up against a bad offense, I actually would consider starting the Chicago Bears defense. Don't hold me to that. But <laughs> maybe sometime this season I'll tell you to do Not that. this week. Maybe. No. Awesome. Uh, New England Patriots to Buffalo Bills. You know, we didn't talk about headset gate here. We talked about it on um, Sirius XM. But what I will say is it has nothing to do with fantasy, but it was the perfect way to start the 2015 NFL season oh. with yet another gate and then And then the time clock. Did you see the time clock thing? Oh, yes. so good. I love it. I just love it. They're so great. They're, They're great. so great. I, and my, then my daughter learned what a cheater was this week, and uh, that's lots of fun. Oh, which daughter? Scarlett. We never really talked okay. about cheating before, and we're like, you can't cheat for the Patriots. They're cheaters. And then some kid, you know, accidentally does something wrong, and she's like, you are a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure the kid's like, I'm not Tom Brady. <laughs> totally misunderstood. <laughs> Love it. Five-year-olds. So cute. Um, 
Yeah, so that happened, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter because uh, the Steelers decided to try something really tricky, and it was not defending Rob Gronkowski. It didn't work. No. And uh, I got news for you, uh, Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills. I'm not gonna no, do ma'am. that. In fact, he was making jokes about triple and quadruple tri- teaming him. I'm not sure. I, it's a I do too. I do too. I'm not sure it's a joke. Wherever, wherever Gronk lined up, half of the defense is going to be on him. Gosh, I would like love that. that. If he literally just shifted everyone over to Gronk, that'd be amazing. Rob Gronkowski, was, or um, Rex Ryan was asked how he's going to defend against Deion Lewis, and he said, I don't even know who that kid is. <laughs> I love Rex Ryan. It's <laughs> oh, so good. He was just like, I don't even care. He's like, it's Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Why are you asking about this kid that just had one game? <laughs> of decent, by the way. So I'm going to bring up Deion Lewis because that's who everyone's talking about. Um, listen, if you have a hole in your roster and you need a running back and you're looking for people, sure, pick him up. Why not? I mean, what's, what's the harm? Um, but I will say that in a game where I thought he was quite good um, and had a lot of action, he only scored 12 points in standard leagues and only 16 points in PPR leagues. Now, it's not bad, but it's not, like, mind-blowing. I wasn't like, right. whoa, what a great athlete. This is crazy. Now, he looked great, and and that's awesome. But Blunt comes back next week. He did fumble, and he was saved by Rob Gronkowski getting that fumble. And it's Bill Belichick. You, you never, never know. So it, it is what it is. I will also tell you that, Bo- that Brady has faced uh, Rex Ryan six years in a row as, like, a division opponent. In the first matchup of every year, he has a very difficult time against Rex Ryan. In fact, of those six first matchups over the six years, he's only scored seven touchdowns and five interceptions and has only averaged 235 yards per game. He's going to be at Buffalo with one of the best defenses that Rex Ryan's ever had. I don't love Brady this week, and I am very leery about the rest of the offense based off of those numbers. However, Brady almost always has the upper hand in the second matchup. So I'm not saying this across the board about Brady, all you New Englanders out there. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying this week, I There's don't a chance he gets Andrew Luck. Um, there's a chance. There's a chance. But you know what? Andrew Luck actually ended up with a decent season or a decent game because they kind of let the, the gas off, you know, or let their foot off the gas. I don't think they're going to do that with Tom Brady. I think Rex Ryan's going to try to, you know, turn the knife. Um, but uh, Scott Chandler is also going to be a touchdown vulture all year. I just thought I'd put that out there, but I don't know if you could ever start Scott Chandler, but it's going to happen. And Edelman, PPR, man, 11 of his 12 targets, 97 yards, never in the end zone. The Bills look Bills good. look good. They look so good, the Bills. What a game against the Colts. I knew it was going to be a oh, tough good. game, but I did not see that coming. I no, did not. <laughs> they shut them out. I didn't think they were going to score. <laughs> it was crazy. It was so good. It was nuts. But I had Dwayne Allen, so I was pretty pumped when they actually threw a touchdown. But <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I did too. Yeah. But we'll talk about the Bills. Tyrod Taylor, guys. So what's interesting was when I was watching the game, I was really impressed by him. I really was. And then you look at stats, and I was like, it wasn't that great. 195 yards and one touchdown. Okay. No. But he looked, looked good. good. It was like a Deion he Lewis He looked game. good. And he was still the 14th highest scoring quarterback with that. He had a 73.7 completion average in his starting debut. That's awesome. You know, and that is the best since 1991 with Jim Kelly. So, 
Um, New England gives up the 11th most points to quarterbacks thus far, so there's a chance he could have another good game. I'm into it. I'm into Tyrod Taylor as a QB2. As a QB2, or if you've got a flex where you can play a quarterback, then absolutely. Daily. You know, it could be interesting. Yeah, because it's so Now, cheap. the running back situation yeah. I'm not super jazzed about. LaShawn McCoy, and granted he had a touchdown called back, but 17 attempts, only 41 yards, but he had a total of 87 yards. Uh, the Patriots give us 13 most points to running back, so he could definitely possibly bounce back. I, again, I don't think he's fully healthy, and that's why Carlos Williams got some play. But Carlos Williams only had six attempts for 55 yards, but he scored the touchdown. So for some reason, after LaShawn's got called back, they didn't go back to LaShawn, and they, and they threw him in Booby Dixon and, and Carlos Williams. So Hamstring something to be injury. concerned about. This should be a very clear sign to you that LaShawn is not fully healthy. Sammy Watkins, maybe the same case, because he has zero catches. Zero. And only, th- and only three corner. targets. He sucks against shotgun corners. It was out of control. Terrible. He should do better this week, though. Percy Harvin is interesting to pick up potentially five passes on a team-high 79 yards. Uh, part of that was a 51-yard touchdown um, and one carry for nine yards. So, that you know, that's interesting. Now, what you want look at here is with new quarterbacks is which receiver do they lean towards don't get fully sold that percy harvin's the guy because again like brandon said sammy watkins was shut down with an excellent corner so don't freak out and then bill's defense i love the bill's d but i'm not sure i'd play them against a gronk and brady it just uh. but you gotta have a you gotta have a killer option to not play them though because they're a tough defense in the league just be aware yeah. that they're not going to score you crazy points when you're going up against a Gronk and a Brady. Amen, sister. San Diego Chargers and Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, the life of a Lions fan. They get up on the first half and then they implode. So sad. So sad. But hey, Keenan Allen. Congrats, hey, buddy. man. Hey. Thank you. We knew it was going to be your back back year. We just knew it, and I was so excited for you. It was awesome, awesome, Bill awesome. Um, this week, the Chargers will get a tougher defense against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but I say you're starting Rivers and Allen again. Yep. Uh, just take caution uh, with Stevie Johnson this week, okay? We won't tell you to be cautious with the San Diego uh, running backs, though. There is clearly a timeshare between Woodhead and Gordon. And Woodhead taking the majority of it, which, thank God, I drafted him in almost all my leagues. I love him. I didn't play him in any of my leagues, <laughs> but I drafted him. Um, I won't Great be making flex. that mistake again. <laughs> Great flex. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm into both of these guys. Uh, this will be a fun, fun game, I, I'm hoping. Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm assuming you guys saw the um, hit on Amari Cooper by Pac-Man. Did you see this? So Cooper's yeah. down the ground. He physically ripped Cooper's helmet off, put it in the ground, and then smashed Cooper's head into the helmet. He was fined $35,000 for this altercation, as they have put it. I'm kind of surprised he wasn't suspended, quite Is honestly. Cooper okay? He's fine, and Cooper, you know, his response was, you know, very classy and saying that, you know, he it's fine and whatever. But that was, that was, that was a ballsy move right there. Literally ripping a guy's helmet off as he's laying on the floor and then smacking his head into it. So welcome to the NFL. Oof, maybe I've been like sued. You know, got too much demand. You know, sue kind of treatment. Where I was like, wow, they're gonna really hit him with that one, but they didn't. Only thirty-five thousand. So you know, what can you do? <laughs> uh, Tyler Eifert though, nine catches for one hundred and six yards and two touchdowns. He was Andy Dalton's man. 
Those two had a great connection going. It was fantastic. Uh, I think he's got similar numbers this week. Um, so play him. You got to play him. And, you know, Jeremy Hill, 19 attempts, 63 yards, two touchdowns. But interesting enough, Giovanni Bernard also had 63 yards on eight carries, uh, but he has six receptions. So both, as we said, are fantastic plays. Jeremy Hill is still the bell cow, but both are good plays. Thank you, Ashley. Very nice. Tennessee Titans, the Cleveland Browns. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Super Mariota is what I'm calling him now. Um, I put on a clinic against the Bucks last week, going 13 of 16 for 209 yards and four touchdowns. Mar- Mariota is legit. Yeah. But before you think about starting him, uh, you know, it was the Bucks D, guys. It was the Bucks D, and this was like a rivalry thing going on. He was probably really hyped up. You know, I played Kendall Wright in a league, you know, very lucky. <laughs> he got that many points, and I know that. <laughs> so let's just not all freak out here. Um, Cleveland does have a good secondary, you guys, so it's not going to be the same kind of week, I don't think, for these guys. So uh, maybe great daily choices, but standard-wise, I don't think I would play it. I think he had a great outing in one week one, though, against, um, against them gaining 74 yards on 12 carries and scoring a touchdown, which is wonderful for some of the running backs that we saw. Um, and Cleveland couldn't stop the run last week, so look forward to Sankey, Sankey having another good week. I'm going to go ahead and start him again. And that's my Tennessee Titans. Uh, Delaney Walker is um, injured, so keep an eye on him. Make sure he's playing this week. He did have a good outing and a touchdown, but <laughs> I know it's sad. So... Just uh, keep an eye. Keep an eye. Um, Terrell Pryor got cut. Oh, he's working well, what out are you going to talk Seattle about that, Brandon? Next week. <laughs> I know, so I'm never going to speak about him again. It's, but it was the only, like, kind of wacky NFL story. I'm so bummed because in like, my Seattle and Jets write-up, I made note of it to be like, hey, oh. Brandon. But then I saw That's you say, so I'm not going to talk so about you- it again. You can't talk about Terrell Pryor, and you have to talk about the Browns. Uh, well, this should be a, this should be a quick really one. Bad. Uh, it is quick, and it is just literally you cannot start anyone on this team whatsoever. End of discussion. Um, Johnny Menzel, this, <laughs> 182 <laughs> yards, one touchdown, and then an interception and two fumbles. Oh, so, but what's weird is that his... And then Josh McCown pulled an Elway in week one. It was a very what was that? Why would you what, sacrifice uh, yourself what week one? I was, like, yelling at him through the TV. I think that was actually the most angry I got. I'm not playing Josh McCown anywhere. I was like, are you stupid? No, certainly are not. Are you stupid? You're, like, 50 years old. This isn't you the know, Super Bowl. It's week around. one. Yeah, it's week, week one. one. Well, what's crazy? No, but the only thing that people are asking us about is Isaiah Crowell and Duke right. Johnson. And let me tell you this. Isaiah Crowell carried the ball 12 times for only 20 yards. Duke Johnson carried the ball seven times for 22 yards. I'm not I, – I, I'm having a hard time answering these questions because I can't – The answer is any no. Of these people to you. The best player on this team was Travis Benjamin. He caught all three of his targets for 89 yards, one touchdown. And he is – he was not drafted. But I got Manziel Brandon. So we're watching the game, you know, and the first series happened. And Manziel looked pretty good. And I was like, oh, man. Cowan just lost his job. And then the rest of the game happened. And I was like, oh, there he is. There he is. Manziel. 
Aw, he looks good at first. Too. That's what I'm saying. At first, I was like, first. hey. Yeah, he did. And then so it got sad. sad. That imploded, yep. Not so good. Atlanta Falcons, the New York Giants. Well, uh, one team looked really good last week. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Later Falcons. Bam! Julio! Julio! Julio, Julio, Julio. Julio's the man. He's the man. Thank you for not screwing over everybody's fantasy team this week, though. Like everybody else. Go. Yes, I appreciate you. And it's going to be another good week going up against the Giants, so you're going to start them. And Roddy White, you know, I mean, why not? It's going to be it's going to be crazy out there. It's going to be lots of throwing touchdowns. Um, and if Matt Ryan hadn't thrown those two interceptions like every other quarterback this last week, he would have had a really nice game. So I'm going to say go ahead and keep him going, keep starting him. And in the running game, Tevin Coleman clearly looks like the better option. Um, although the 80 yards on 20 carries is less than great. Um, you know, we can work with that, and it's the yeah, Giants. The they one, gave yeah. up quite a few yards uh, to running backs last week, so we're, we're okay with it. We're going to go. Go with it, people. Giants, on the other hand, Atlanta's defense looked pretty good last week, right? At least the first yeah. half. Yeah. They looked good. They got tired because, man, does the Philadelphia Eagles have a bench. I mean – it's a tale of two halves. Totally. I mean, the, they also figured out Kyle Shanahan's offense and yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> uh, Brandon, I like to say she got her Kyle Shanahan comment in. She, she got did. it. In. She always does. Proud I, of you. Proud I of you. I let her have that one. I let her have it. Um, but very much like Denver, the Giants imploded <laughs> our fantasy teams again. Well, Eli did do better than his brother. It still wasn't good. He had 193 yards and no touchdowns. Um, he could have had another disappointing game, but I think I think it will be better. I do think it will be better because it's going to be a shootout. He's going to have to throw to Mr. ODB. He can't rely on his running backs telling them not to score touchdowns because that was a thing. Um, but on that note, Rashad Jennings looked good. And yeah. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with how good he looked. He would have had two touchdowns if, if Eli would have let him score. So... Um, I'm, I'm really okay with that. I was a little, that makes a little disappointed with Vereen's first outing. Hopefully they'll get that worked out, um, and they'll give him the ball more. They'll target him more. And, again, I know you guys, ODB, is, Odell Beckham Jr., he's your guy. You're starting him. It is Atlanta's defense, and although they looked better last week, they're not going to do the – you know, they're going to they're gonna slow down. They're going to slow down at half. So just let start it start your studs. Yep. St. Louis Rams, the Washington Redskins. I thoroughly enjoyed the Rams Seahawks game. Oh man, was it good? Go Rams! So good. Go Rams! Nick Foles, uh, tenth highest scoring quarterback, and he did have two fumbles. But if you take those two fumbles away, like Corey said, all the two quarterbacks basically had two um, turnovers, turnovers of some nature. But he looked not Mariota, <laughs> future Hall of Famer. Other than Mar- the future Hall, future Hall of Famer, he looked good. His passes were dead on. He was threading balls in, like, mid-season form against the Seahawks. He looked great. He had a 66.7% um, completion. You know, he threw for 297 yards and a touchdown. So that was great. Now, Washington does give the ninth fewest points to quarterbacks. Washington's defense actually looked pretty decent, but I was impressed. I it was is. impressed with Nick Foles and Benny Cunningham. Now, while we said you shouldn't play him, I will say the rushing was not great. Only 16 attempts for 45 yards. But overall, he had 20 touches in 122 yards total. So, um, you know, 
He's got pretty good hands. So what will be interesting to me is that Trey Mason might be coming back this week. It's looking more likely than not. Him and Todd Gurley played each in practice in full. Gurley's not likely to play, but Mason is. So what does that mean for Benny Cunningham? I don't know. None of us know for you because this is the Rams and they like to mess up your day. And Tavon Austin also deceptively looked great, but actually had <laughs> two receptions for negative uh, two yards. But he's uh, able to parlay that up into like 13 point in the standard league game because he returned a punt, you know. So know your settings, people. Know your settings. Well, I say Jared Cook, great tight end option for you. And then Stedman Bailey actually was also good with Brian Quick out. He by far was the best. He had 19.3 yards per catch. Granted, only had three catches. But it was still the better receiver out of the team. Oh, I'm up again with the Redskins. So. Yeah, you are, Ashley. No, but what happened with Bri- but, 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 but Brian Quick? Do we drop him? We have to talk about this. Everyone's talking about Brian Quick. We have What's to happened? talk about it because why would you de- deactivate to. him at the last second when we all thought he was like the most viable option for the St. Louis Rams? Right? I mean, I, that's crazy. I don't know what you do. About I get Brian it. Quick. You need more people on special teams, but. Why Brian quit? It's crazy. Like, it made no sense. What happened to Brian Quick? What happened to Brian Quick? I feel like this is the next is. Lifetime movie, along with what happened to Trent Richardson. <laughs> what happened to Brian what Quick? To it's Brian Quick. Nobody will tell you. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. I don't know. I don't know if you should Are you keeping him? Uh, I'm not keeping him. Are you keeping him? I say keep him for one more week unless you have a Des Bryant, Deshaun Jackson disaster on your team um, that you have to bench for four weeks because of injury. I say keep him. I think he might actually come back this week and, like, all of a sudden be totally fantasy relevant. Yeah, that's my fear. My fear is that I drop him, he comes back, and Nick Foles makes him look good, and then he's all of a sudden, like, a viable guy. Here's my issue. you got to know your league. My other fear is that he's going to – be dropped from the team. I don't. I don't understand what yeah. happened. They had deactivated him for special teams. I don't. I just don't understand how you don't. But he had. It. He had been injured prior too. So for all you know, he That's wasn't. True. He wasn't. He wasn't hundred percent. Hundred percent. They did what they had to do to get a special teams player. It is against the Seahawks. So it is though. weird. And what makes it even harder in this situation is with, with all the other injuries with Deshaun Jackson, with Des Bryant. Like, what do you do? Like, this was like wide receiver, like you know, free for all this weekend. Terrible. Which brings me to the Redskins. So Deshaun Jackson, hamstring, expected to miss three to four weeks. Um, so that's not great. Wide receiver Ryan Grant, uh, he basically played in you know in Jackson's place, but so did Rashad Ross. Could also see some playing time. So no one really knows who's going to fill in his spot. So if you're going to do anybody's with Pierre Garcon, and that's even dicey. But he did have seventy four yards. So that was. Probably one of his better games. You take that and all last season in contention, but you're not going. But I'm not going to take but that. But you're against not going. Yeah, Rams. I was like, you're not doing it against the Rams, and you're not going to do it with Ugh. the Redskins right now. Just don't even go there. Jordan Reed, he did have touchdown, which of course means he's going to get hurt immediately. Because this is what happens <laughs> to Jordan Reed. He gets a touchdown. Everyone gets super jazzed and excited, and then boom, he's out. So while he played, he played you know decently well. I still will not play him because he is so injury prone. I, I cannot make the risk. Alfred Morris, hundred twenty one yards of twenty five carries. He looked good. I have to give, I have to give him Matt Jones alert since this is apparently a thing. Only six rushes for twenty eight yards. 
Alfred Morris is still the guy. He is still the guy. It was uh, the only thing I was cheering for during that game. He's the opposite right. of Joe yeah. Now, he, what I will say is that Alfred Morris, you know, it's a tough matchup, but Marshawn Lynch was able to do okay. He was able to get 73 rushing yards and he had um, off 18 carries. So I think Alfred Morris would be okay. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for the Redskins. Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I would personally like to say a big F you to the Miami Dolphins. You, <laughs> you look so good. I drafted all of you. And then you, you did what? You did what? You were awful against the Washington Redskins. And what makes this even worse is that they're going against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, which is another and you don't trust them. Nice matchup, and so you're gonna start them because you can't bench somebody playing against the Jacksonville you know what? Jaguars. The Dolphins and my are mind like- is gonna be blown if they implode again next week. I won't be able to handle it. But the Dolphins are that team that plays to their level, that plays to their competition, I- right? So they're the I team know. that when they're playing a great team, they play great. And when they're playing a really bad team, they are equally bad. Like that, this week, week one was a perfect example of the Dolphins play to their competition. I got suckered in, too, because this is exactly Because they looked so good in preseason. We all got suckered in. We all got <laughs> no, bamboozled. This is why I hate late-round quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is why I hate late-round quarterback. Ryan Tannehill bad. and Eli Manning. It, it's like I wait on quarterbacks and I take these guys because, you know, they have the upside. And, oh, you know, at the end of the year, they end up being a top ten guy because they had three great games and the rest of the time they were garbage. But what will make me happy about that is that Tannehill did score more than Peyton Manning. I'm not sure what Andrew Luck's final score was, but he probably scored more than Andrew <laughs> Luck, too. So No, Andrew Luck was like a number oh, eight. Oh, was he? Amazing. Yeah. No, he ended up with That's like, good. That's yeah, good. Excellent. Garbage points. Um, but, you know, whatever. I, it, it is what it is. It's week one. We're not going to freak out, right? Freaking out. Um, we're going to go ahead and put them back in against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's fine. On a positive note, Jordan Cameron, again, a tight end. He had four receptions for 73 yards. And as I said last week, you start him as long as he's healthy. You had a touchdown onto that number. That's a great fantasy week for tight ends. Mm. I love it. Um, so... I'm into it. Um, if you're going off matchups, Lamar Miller is still a starter. Uh, but mark my words, you guys. If they can't play up to their level next week. Good to be bad. I'm going to have to redraft all my, ne- all my, all my teams. It's going to be awful. Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, we'll do just a quick little rundown here. Running back TJ Yeldon. His knee did participate fully in practice. Wide receiver Rashad Green was limited in practice. And tight end Julius Thomas's hand was limited in practice. He still has a cast on, so don't get your hopes up. Julius Thomas is not playing anytime soon. <clears throat> but I'm glad he's back. Right, at all. right, but still in a cast. So, And then uh, wide receiver Allen <laughs> no, Robinson's no, knee also was a full participant. Uh, again, these practices were Wednesday because we post the show on Thursday. <clears throat> but TJ Yeldon, he's going to be more involved in the offense, guys. He's going to be. He, you know, he had six, seven total yards, and that was coming off 15 touches. But he's a rookie. They're going to get him more involved. It was the first game. We all told you guys he wasn't going to be super, super involved, so don't freak out about him. Blake Bortles, woof, rough outing. 183 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions against the Panthers. Now, Miami gives up the third fewest points so far, so he is a no-go. Not that you were going to start him anyway, but... It will not be a great week. And the top receiver was Rashad Green. Off 13 targets, guys, uh, he led Jacksonville with uh, seven catches and 28 yards. 
wah, wah. That's a 2.2 yard per target. That's awful. But luckily, you know, Alan Hearns had a better game in comparison with only five catches, but for 60 yards. So Miami doesn't, they give up the 10th fewest points to wide receivers. So I don't love any of the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Bam. Baltimore Ravens and Oak, or excuse, yes, Baltimore Ravens at the Oakland Raiders. Putrid. Putrid. I just want you to know that last week, Joe Flacco walked away with 0.68 fantasy points. <laughs> Can you believe that? Not, Not even, even a, point. a whole point. Ugh. Not even a it's whole best point. Best to game of all time. yards, two interceptions. Unbelievable. Um, I would drop everyone on this team except for Dustin Forsett and Steve Smith Sr. Just in case you had any flyers, I just think it's unnecessary at this point. And uh, they have to bounce back versus Oakland, or I don't, I don't even know what. Then I don't, I don't know what to say. Your weekly update on Burchard Perryman. Uh, the Houston Chronicle is saying that he'll be back in October now. Yay. So we went from weekly update to maybe I only need to do a monthly update to tell you that he's out. But I do want you to know he has a PCL injury just like Andre Ellington. That's all I'm going to leave you with with this team. That's it. Not great. There's nothing else to say. Like, I mean, it's a great matchup, but they were so bad. There are no stats to discuss. So you're only playing them based on the matchup. I agree. I would like... I'd like to say I'm looking up uh, interceptions right now for the quarterbacks last week, and Andy Dalton had zero interceptions. It was a weird week. It was, it was a, a weird, weird week. week. You know, he's going to bounce everybody... back to his form, and he'll be throwing interceptions next week. Oh, I'm sure. So one, two, three, four, five. I must not be on the right thing because this can't be right. Tannehill had an interception, didn't he? Six, seven, eight. Eight starting quarterbacks didn't didn't have interception. That's it. That's it. That's bad. Week one. Anyways, week Raiders. one. Let's get into Raiders. Derek Carr. What's up with that? So he was a full participant in practice, guys. His thumb. Good. Uh, so that is good news. Del Rio expects him to play in week two against the Ravens. Not that they had much of a choice. No one wanted Matt McGloin to be playing per se. Other maybe Marcel Reese. They fell apart. Marcel well, Reese. Yeah, he maybe was rooting for him because he. Uh, had two touchdown passes out of his three total catches. So God, tight end. Crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, strong safety, Charles Woodson, his shoulder, he was dislocated. Uh, no timetable when he's going to come back. And then it's not a great week for Latavius Murray going up against the Ravens. They have the third fewest points to running backs. Like Courtney had mentioned, Graham C.J. Anderson, he went down, but they were able to stop Ronnie Hillman for the most part too. They're pretty stout on the line. So it's not going to be a great matchup for him. But Amari Cooper, um, it's no surprise he was the leading receiver for targets. He had nine, um, just averages a little over five yards per target. But and what's really scary is that Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, they were averaging around the same 5.5 against the Ravens, so you can expect the same production out of Amari Cooper this year. I'm sorry, this game as last game, uh, which is still not great. So you're not starting anyone from the Raiders. <laughs> Long story short, per usual, you're staying away from a Raider. We thought it was going to be different this year. Uh, Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Des Bryant broke his foot. And our our hearts. (laughs) Well, but this is why he wanted a contract. And I I don't say this in, like, a bad way. I mean in a support him way. Because if he had not signed his contract, 
then they could have gotten him for a fire sale and they would have said, oh, well, you were injured, even though he's an elite yes. player and deserved right. the paycheck. So good for you, Des Bryant. Bad, sad, I hope, I wish you well. But, man, this is why people do this. So when people give athletes a hard time, this is exactly why they do that. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, out six to eight weeks, realistically. They're saying maybe four. That's a lie. Four is, like, when he can maybe start, like, using a bike is basically. So I listened to Stefania Bell on uh, ESPN, and she was doing the analysis, and she was like, listen, the, the shortest it can be is four weeks for him to, like, get on a bike. Right. So, um so I don't know what I'm doing with him yet, and I know that's terrible analysis, but I think I'm emotionally scarred. You're holding uh, on to him. You just, you have to. I think to. you have to or hold Or someone's going to burn you. Because you're not going to get enough right. value. You can't get the value for it. You can't. So um, some of my leagues have an IR, and then it made me think, man, I think all leagues should have an IR. <laughs> so I put them on IR where I could, and then I didn't in others. And, and anyway, we don't talk about, like, strategy or, like, forming the league very often, but that is something to think about. And when these things happen, you're like, yeah, that'd be great. Um, Jason Witten caught eight yeah, of his nine targets for 60 yards and two Amazing. touchdowns. It was nice. And Gavin Escobar got a touchdown too, but listen, it's okay. Jason Witten's still yep. the man in town. Yes. And now that Des Bryant's out, I think that's where he's really going to be leading. Terrence Williams is going to have to step up, so he's a late-round guy you're going to be very excited to have on your team. And if you're not excited to have him on your team come week three, then the Dallas Cowboys are losing all their games. They really need him yeah. to show up. So uh, it just is what it is. Tony Roma had a good game. Um, but we finally have clarity in the running back situation. Yay. For now. Joseph Randall is the guy. He actually looked pretty good. So all good. of you that drafted him early, you, saying, you, you, you did okay. No, he didn't. He's not worth a fourth-round draft pick, but he looks pretty <laughs> He'll be good. Worth it. He's fine. Um, Lance Dunbar was only used in the passing game. I think that yeah. will continue. He might have a couple runs, but he's definitely a passing back. And then McFadden was just change of pace. I, I'm not worried about him cutting into Randall's time. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they brought in Bryce Butler from the Raiders. They also have Devin Street and a rookie named Lucky Whitehead. Devin Street, I guess, is kind of the random guy and Bryce Butler. So if you're really in a deep league, who names the their guys. kid Lucky Otherwise, Whitehead? <laughs> I mean, we have to t- we have to touch on that. Is is good. <laughs> so um, is a good matchup if they had Des Bryant. Since they don't, I'm a little concerned. But you probably have to play them. As concerned as Lucky Whitehead is? Probably not. Probably (laughs) not. Probably not. Philadelphia Eagles. How about that Nelson Aguilar we all drafted? Uh, uh, Anger. (laughs) Chip Kelly angers me. Oh, he's the worst. The worst. Oh, he's almost Belichick's status. I hate almost. him. Yes, he is. Not a good showing for Mr. Aguilar with one reception for five yards. And that is with playing 80% of the snaps. Unbelievable. He was a decoy. That's all he was. So frustrating for us fantasy owners. Um, don't let DeMarco Murray fantasy points fool you, you guys. He actually was really not that good. He got nine yards off of eight attempts totally and disagree. 11 yards off four catches. If they hadn't gotten a passing interference call in the end zone, uh, he wouldn't have gotten that touchdown. So, I, you know, it was not good. You know who looked good was Matthews actually looked a lot better, and so did Sproles. They both had more yards than Murray. 
Um, it's funny when I was like, watching the no. game with Courtney, I was like, I was like, why aren't they playing Murray? It, it felt like they really weren't playing him. Yeah, because they felt like they're running Matthews as the primary back. That's what it felt like. But I mean, you're right. Point wise, tomorrow Marky did great, but. He was. They did put him in on the goal line, which is great, right? That is that is good, um, for fantasy because you don't care how they get the fantasy points as long as you get the fantasy points. But again, it's Chip Kelly, so I wouldn't expect Murray to always, you know, be put in. Matthew's got one too. Um, Sproles was used a lot more than I thought he was going to be used. To be honest, yeah, um, it is happen. very much a running back by committee, and it's all about what Chip Kelly wants to do. Now, luckily for you, this is Murray's former team, so it could be a good week for Murray. They could put him in a lot to be like, you know, thanks for the trade, buddy. Yeah. Or Chip Kelly could do the complete opposite. Who really knows, Mr. Belichick Jr., baby Belichick? Uh, <laughs> oh, the baby! I love uh, it. Jordan Matthews is a must start, though. Although he had that little ending blurb, uh, he's still great. He did really good. It was a great outing for him, and I still like Bradford. Yeah. Um, again, if he didn't have those two interceptions, he would, you know, which weren't all his fault. He would have had a nice game. And it yeah. tight end Zach Ertz, fan of the week, eight targets last week. That's a good sign. Um, at a touchdown to his 48 six yards, and he would have had a good week. So, into it. Sunday night football, Seattle Seahawks at Green Bay Packers. So this one's really interesting to try to you know, analyze because they went to overtime, right? So they had extra time to, to rack up some of these yards and points. But beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, you know, the Rams held him to 73 yards on 18 carries. He was able to get 31 yards on five receptions uh, for a total of 104 yards, so he didn't have a horrible game for you, so that is good news. But he fell right where we thought he would, which was in that 6-12 to 12 range, so as expected, that is what he did. Now, Wilson also, as Brandon mentioned earlier in the show, also did not have a great game. The Rams were able to stop him. But what's really interesting is in this analysis that I saw on ESPN, where he's never thrown for more than 37 passes last season in a game. Whereas this game, he threw for 41 passes. But he only had 251 yards, one touchdown, and an interception. Uh, that made him the 15th highest scoring quarterback. But again, these numbers did come with overtime as well. So there was more time to get, you know, those yards and whatnot. Uh, and he had only 31 yards rushing on eight attempts. So it, it was an interesting game from him. He's going to be better this week. But Jimmy Graham... Just give it an update there. He had 51 yards and a touchdown against the Rams. So he's kind of just being better than I thought he better was. Better than going I thought. Yeah. yeah. He was using the end zone. And what's interesting is that the Bears were able to hold Martellus Bennett um, to nearly identical kind of figures. He also had 55 yards and a touchdown. So I think you can expect similar numbers from Jimmy Graham this week. You mean that, the Packers held the Bears? Sorry, the Packers, yeah, held the Bears tight end Martellus Bennett to nearly identical numbers. And so I think they're pretty comparable tight ends. I think you're going to get about the same production of Jimmy Graham this week. So expect very similar numbers there. Jermaine Curse, he was targeted 10 times, which I was surprised about, that he was actually targeted that, that much. Um, you know, he was 76 yards, so not bad. And then look for your settings again, because Tyler Lockett, he's a rookie, uh, but he did score a 57-yard punt return. And then he had 34 yards uh, as well. Again, not fantasy relevant if you do not get those points as a wide receiver on your um, settings. So make sure you pay attention to that. Uh, I don't love the Seattle defense this week against Aaron Rodgers. I don't like any defense against Aaron Rodgers. It's not my favorite. So no. is what it is. 
Packers. Well, first of all, it's it's at Green Bay, which is very different than if this game was at Seattle like it was week one of last year. So I think that that's very important to put out there. I um, will say that a hurt Cobb got five targets, caught all of them for 38 yards and a touchdown. So I feel fine about Cobb moving forward season long. Um, Devontae Adams, now listen, he had eight targets, which was the team high. He only caught four of them for 59 yards. Still, he's very involved. So I'm not freaking out about Devontae Adams yet. Now, of course, James Jones, congratulations. He got two touchdowns. He caught all four of his targets for 51 yards. And clearly, Rodgers is looking for him in In the the red red zone. zone. Um, But (laughs) now everyone knows that. I'm not entirely sure how this is going to break down moving forward. So, yes, of course, add him on waivers or whatever you need to to get him. But um, uh, it's pretty clear now how to defend that. So I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth on this. Well, I think you got Cobb as Raiders, one, Jones as two. Adams yeah. is your three. Adams is your three in your slot. So, I mean, it's, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is. And I don't think defenses know what it is. And so somebody's going to get open and somebody's going to have a huge game. And that's what it is. I, I don't I think it's James Jones this week. It's, it's Cobb next week. It's Adams the week after. And I yeah, think the I defenses agree. are confused now. I would say it's actually harder. I don't think it's going to be easier for Jones, but I think it's going to be harder for defenses knowing that Jones came bounced back from. Agree. I'm saying I think it's going to be more even. Because I think Chicago straight up did not think James Jones would be involved in this game plan because right. he was so new to the team. Right. I think that's what we saw. Right. So, yeah. And Aaron Rodgers is an intelligent guy. He sees him open. He's going to throw it to him. So, yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to find the open guy. We just, yeah. That's, so, I, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you, Courtney. I think it's difficult for defenses. I think it's going to be a little different how they play yeah, the Yeah. James Jones isn't going to be the only red zone target. He's not going to have <laughs> I think we'd agree target. still view James Jones as a wide receiver three in terms of your fantasy roster. Yeah. Eddie Lacy's the man. Aaron Rodgers is the man. Richard Rodgers is overrated again. And uh, obviously, Seattle's a tough defense. However, in Green Bay, I, I still feel like these guys are going to score. Well, Monday Night Football, New York Jets, the Indianapolis Colts. So, Geno Smith update. His status <laughs> is still unchanged. He is out for week two, which means you are still with Fitzy. Bearded Wonder Fitzy. But you know what? He completed 15 of 24 passes for 179 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception against the Browns. And you know what? Brandon Marshall did throw that I thought he would with Joe Hayden on him. He was great. You know? So that made me a little bit more confident in Brandon Marshall. He was able to have um, a team high six receptions for 62 yards and the touchdown. Eric Decker also had a touchdown, but he only had two receptions for 37 yards. That has me a bit more concerned. Now, I'm guessing that Vontae Davis will focus on Brandon Marshall but I'm not, and this is the guy he defended Sammy Watkins, but I'm not as nervous that he's able to shut down Brandon Marshall the way he shut down Sammy Watkins. Because if Brandon Marshall would have played that well against Joe Hayden, uh, you know, he's going to do just as fine or if not better against Vontae Davis. So don't be completely freaking out. And then Chris Ivory, baby. Woo! 20 times for 91 yards and two rushing touchdowns against the Browns. And he had a nine yard reception. We are loving us in Chris Ivory. It's fantastic. Now, Love him. Bilal Powell, he carried for 12 times in 62 yards. That's actually a decent amount of carries in terms yeah. of 12 there in week one. Um, and he had a pair of receptions for 16 yards. I don't want you to be too encouraged about him and think this is going to be, you know, really commonplace. 
But what I will say is if you're a deep sleeper situation and you need somebody, there's potential there because Indy gives up the six most points to running backs. So this could be another really good week for him in terms of you need a deep sleeper. Powell could be your guy. He could be your guy. Um, and then new the Jets wide receiver, Jeremy Curley. This is very sad. He views himself as a starter. He is no longer the starter. He's the number three wide receiver. Um, and he's really sad about it. He said he's a little shocked uh, that he received only one snap in week one. I'm a little shocked too, Curly. I'm surprised you only got one snap, but I'm just sad. And then Antonio Camari, the cornerback, uh, his knee injury is being described as hyperextended. Not entirely sure as to when he will be coming back. Uh, and that's pretty much your update for the Jets. So we'll go on to the Colts. Andrew Luck. So we're going to go through little stats here. <laughs> This was the third fewest yards per attempt, which was five in a game of his career against the Buffalo Bills. He was blitzed on 49% of his drop backs. From both sides, I'd like to add, he completed just 10 of his 24 attempts, which was a 41.7% completion rating. For 243 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and it's not going to look great because the Jets give up the six fewest points to quarterbacks. With that said, it is still Andrew Luck. And he was able to still break the top ten, like Brandon said. So you're still playing Andrew Luck. But Frank Gore, whoo, three points, buddy. 31 yards on eight <laughs> attempts. Man. The Bill, we, 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 we need up. He looked old. He looked he old. Did. He looked hurt. He had cramps. He was cramping up the entire game. So he was, like, pulled out of the game. Actually, a lot of players, if you, if you were watching, had cramps. It's almost like they weren't. Yeah. It's like their body wasn't fully used to the full four quarters. And I think this this is something we do see week one. I think it'll be better week two. People are dehydrated, yeah. Yeah, but it also doesn't look great that the Bills, you know, we're looking at running back Ahmad Bradshaw, um, maybe because Frank Gore is having cramps on the side. But I do think it's going to get better. It will get better. Uh, but what's crazy is the top receiver was Dante Moncrief with six receptions and 46 yards and one touchdown. Not great. But you know what? We initially thought that Philip Dorsett would be the guy. But it may be Moncrief because Dorsett had two fumbled punts in the game. Um, he lost one of them. And then he only had two receptions for 45 yards. Now, granted, two for 45 is much better than Moncrief. Six for 46. But he's also fumbling the ball. So you're not really quite sure what the, what coach is going to look at there between special teams and the actual receiving play. So don't love that. But T.Y.'s need had an MRI and x-rays. It didn't show any structural damage, but he has a bruised knee. We're not talking like the bruise when you fell off your bike. This is like a bruise. So that's yeah. not great. Um, and then Dwayne Allen, he had three receptions for 17 yards, but he had a touchdown. And the Jets actually give the 15th. Um, they rank 15th in yardage allowed to tight ends. So he could have another great game. So look for Andrew Luck really looking for Dwayne Allen um, to lean on in this game. I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoyed having two games on Monday night. I stayed up way too late, but way I, too late. I, but I really enjoyed it. It's like more football. I want more football. It's so good, so good. Well, week one is done, you guys. You can forget about it, or you know, get all pumped up for week two because you won last week. So congratulations. Week two will be lots of fun. Make sure you set your lineup before tonight's game. Denver Broncos and Kansas Chief will be playing, and then you have Sunday, full day of some football. Right. Make sure to hop over to Her Fantasy Football and subscribe to us so you can play our new fun and free game, Diced. Also, you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football. You can chat with us on Twitter, Her Fantasy FB, and on Facebook forward slash 
Her Fantasy Football. And you can also listen to us, if you haven't heard enough, on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio on Channel 87 Sirius 210. We'll be there every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern till 10. So come, come. A little bit more of Her Fantasy Football, just a little bit more. Yay! Thank you so much. (laughs) Until next week, no more faking it.